Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, we've got kind of a provocative topic today. Mm. And it has to do with the subject of intimacy. Mm. You know, that's a word that always perplexes me. <laughs> because it can mean everything from, well, kind of a experiential um, sense of closeness mm-hmm. to sometimes, frankly, it's just code language for sex. Mm-hmm. And I hear people use that word, and it, it seems to me that they um, use it quite interchangeably. But I wonder in your practice, in your experience, what you see um, how people tend to relate to the concept of intimacy and what that means to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I I happen to really like the definition that was given by Van Moody, who was the author of The People Factor, or I should say is the author of The People Factor. And what Van said was that intimacy really broken down is in to me see that I am allowing you into a space that is now without um, without armor I am I'm not going to protect myself from you I'm not trying to hide any element of who I am I am going to lay it bare I will be naked before you and trust that this thing is it's worth the risk. I'm going to let you all the way in. So I I see in relationships, the most effective and healthy relationships are generally places where people are honest and sincere about who they are, what they're experiencing, what's going on in their internal world, and they do not hide that thing from their respective partners. I think that's the greatest space for the word that we refer to as intimacy. What say ye, Douglas? Well, I'm confused about intimacy often. <laughs> I'm confused because I think it its popularization as an expression has robbed it of... The depth of its meaning. Exactly. I think that there's a sense of closeness with another human being where you are more than the sum of two people. When you've connected on that kind of a level, I don't mean that you read each other's thoughts, but that you have a sense of the other person that is transcendent. Mm. That, to me, is intimacy. Mm. And I realize I'm being entirely subjective and applying my own definition here. But I think that the casual use of that phrase and the confusion of that with the idea of sex is... um, part of a bigger set of issues than perhaps societally we want to acknowledge. acknowledge. I don't want to get all Victorian on you here. 
I mean, clearly, you know, during the Victorian era, we were as a society very hung up on on nuances. You know, people would drape piano legs because they considered them too suggestive. I mean, that's the kind of extreme, you know, perspective. But I think in our in our rebound from that towards the kind of um, casual way in which we talk about, think about, portray in uh, on television and movies, in the arts, um, love. We blur the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of intentionally confuse. Mm-hmm these different stages of feeling. And in our conversation last week, you know, we talked about true love and what is true love. Um, I think that came across a little bit, that sense that um, some of these definitions are a little ephemeral, they're a little feathery, you know, and and that allows us to um, equate what may be genuine with something that's less than. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between true love and love? Mm. We all, I think, would agree there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But but how do we define it? And so last week we talked about, to some degree, how you define right. that. Right, And I loved your definition of You're so n- kind, naked Douglas. vulnerability. I'm not being <laughs> kind, I'm just being honest here. You know, naked vulnerability. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> What's intimacy? Yeah. I mean, like, it it really is very similar, but, like, you know, to just take it out of the clouds a little bit, the, the idea is just that you're really, truly plugged in with someone, and you can be both emotionally intimate and you can be physically intimate, but I think that the, the, the state of intimacy is about the stepping in, to another person, which quite frankly is what sex is also. It's the, it's the physical stepping in to another person. And that too is a measure of intimacy and one that has also become quite cavalier in our society too. I mean, we just kind of, people sleep with whoever they want to as if it doesn't really mean anything. People, you know, do the one night stand thing, which I must admit, I cannot wrap my mind around I must I must totally admit is in my own generation I I don't get the one night stand thing like I I I see it in the movies but I really think it should stay in the movies personally that is my own personal opinion not to be forced upon anybody else Mm -hmm. but I I think that to step into another person be it physically or emotionally requires a level of um, respect and understanding for the depth of what is literally taking place. Because intimacy physically is the only act by which life can be created. And intimacy emotionally is also the only act with which love can be created. Both of them are the epicenter of the birth of something meaningful, which is not something I think that should be trifled with. So casually. So I want to pull on that thread for a second because that's really intriguing. Can you really love someone and not be intimate with them? 
Ooh, that's a really intriguing thought. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, so I have had relationships with men um, because that's what I happen to like. So I've had relationships with men that were emotionally intimate relationships. And I will tell you that and and I have loved them now. Here we go again with the love thing, because it has never, we're never talking about a love that has compared to the kind of love I've had with Matthew, but I've loved them, but never been physical with them, but always been tempted to be physical with them because I think that intimacy is designed to be, physical intimacy is designed to be um, part of the the process, the experience, so to speak, of when words are no longer enough, when I don't want any distance to exist between you and me physically, that I want to step inside of you, to step outside of myself, to step inside of you, that to truly become one. And I think that that is also, even though we're not going there during this particular segment, I think that's also the um, danger sometimes of emotional affairs and emotional commitments and emotional investments is that it's hard to keep it at just the emotional place Mm -hmm. because where the heart goes, the body wants to follow. So to get very personal about it, as a young man, and I wish I'd had the moral <laughs> judgment and maturity. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I I had some one-night stands. And no judgment <clears throat> against you, sir. No, uh, you know, judgment accepted even if there were. <laughs> but uh, but that's the truth. Uh-huh. And, and they left me... Feeling empty? Yeah. Because In fact, almost are. to the point of... Dirty? You know, b- b- no, not dirty. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. <laughs> but a couple of times, I really was almost you know, to the point of tears. It was almost as, is that all there is to this? That's it? Yeah. Why don't I feel anything more? Mm. Well, because I didn't really feel, feel anything, anything more in going into place. it. Other than exactly. being physically attracted to somebody. And as I got a little bit older in life and a little more experienced and realized that that was never going to be fulfilling. I think that's when I began to understand my sense of what intimacy means. Mm. That unless I was truly connected to somebody, this wasn't going to end well. Mm -mm. This was just going to be a physical experience and it was going to leave me wanting. Mm -hmm. And and not wanting more. (laughs) Of that, right. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's like junk food, you know, like it, it, it takes care of the hunger momentarily, but you often, once you come from that rebound sugar high, you're even hungrier coming off of that, that the, the experience so lacked nutrition Mm -hmm. for your heart, for your spirit, that the rebound of that experience left you hungrier than you were going in. So we, there's this thing that happens. We are designed for real connection. It is, the Bible says that it was not good that man should be alone, that I will create for him a help meet, that we don't meet the maximum of our purpose until we exist inside of true connection. We were designed for connection, but we have 
reduced it in our society for lots of different ways, for lots of different reasons, for ratings sometimes, we have literally reduced it down to its cheapest form too often. And we spend our lives operating inside of something less than what it could be only to discover that had I had this revelation that we come to later on in life, most of us, had I had it so much earlier, the quality of the trajectory could have been so much richer. But we don't figure it out early enough. Do you think that's... I'm not sure if that's possible. I mean, I think... That it's not possible to figure it out earlier? Well, yes, I think it is possible to figure it out earlier, Um, notwithstanding my own experience. (laughs) Uh, But but I wonder, uh, if you've never tasted chocolate, Mm -hmm. how how do you know? know what it tastes like? Yeah, and how do you know whether you would like it or not, or whether it's good or not, or... Um, if you've never experienced real intimacy, mm-hmm. then you don't know what you're missing. But you may know you do, that you are missing something. That's what I was going to say. What you do know is what you don't like. Yeah. You can figure that out. And sometimes figuring out what we don't want or what we don't like is the first step in figuring out what we do want and what we do like. So it's not a wasted experience. No experience is wasted if we take the time to really sit with that thing to recognize what it is that we've, we can take out of that thing. Yeah. I think often in relationships when um, couples, one or the other partner, um, is uncomfortable with physical intimacy, mm-hmm. it's often the byproduct of never having experienced real intimacy. I would agree. I would agree. Which is the same reason why if you ask couples who have a really rich and healthy sex life, mm-hmm really rich. I'm not just talking about, you know, you know, the the highest fireworks, but I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, you know, really rich. These are people who making love begins long before they step into the bedroom, long before, yeah. because they make love to each other in the way that they communicate on a regular basis that they flirt with each other on a regular basis, that they work to step into each other in symbolic ways on a regular basis. So that by the time they get together physically, it really is just a manifestation of all of the moments collected during the course of the day, the week, the whatever, that are just hitting a crescendo, but it's been going on the whole time. Yeah. Well, it's been said before, and I'll repeat it, that the mind is probably the most absolutely uh, uh, important sexual organ, if you will. A hundred percent agreed. Maybe the friendly amendment to that is the most important um, (laughs) to creating intimacy. Indeed. Indeed. On that note, uh, (laughs) I hope we get some response uh, from our (laughs) listeners to this subject. I'd love to hear what they have to say. What's your sense of intimacy? How would you define it? Write to us and and tell us. Um, You can... Write to Alvian at Alvian at lovelife.digital. Or you can write to Douglas at Doug at lovelife.digital. We want to thank Kamaria Mason, our producer. Mm-hmm. Todd, and Washburn. Todd Washburn, our recording engineer, mm-hmm. for helping us bring this episode to you. And we will be back next week for another exciting episode. For another exciting, <laughs> but I mean, all of our, I, you know. I have such fun. Um, Me too. With you, Alvian. 
I love this. Um, it's so intimate. Yeah. <laughs> it is. See you next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs>